Hello and welcome to Deep Tech Talk, a tech podcast by BIS Research. I'm your host, Riya Gupta, and today we have Siddharth Anand Narayan with us, who has been working in the biotech industry for quite some while now. Hi, Siddharth. Thank you for joining today. Hey, Riya. Good morning. Um, it's nice to be here. Thank you for inviting Today's pod- in today's podcast, we'll try to uncover some deep tech insights around multi-cancer screening and try to understand how it is going to impact the overall multi-cancer screening market. So before, uh, so Siddharth, can you just give us a little brief about what multi-cancer screen is to you exactly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, like the name suggests, the multi-cancer screening testing um, is mainly about to screen and detect multiple types of cancers. So uh, this is mainly done using uh, a panel of biomarkers or genetic tests, um, along with other um, current techniques that are used. So these biomarkers are, or genes are basically identified through extensive research and uh, they get incorporated into a panel. And uh, some of them also are used in the form of uh, genetic testing or liquid biopsy tests that are carried out. And uh, these panels uh, are typically composed of multiple tests. So they are uh, designed to identify specific molecular changes and genetic expressions, uh, something like uh, circulating tumor DNA expressions that are associated with cancers. So usually these kind of tests are done um, to detect uh, specific types of cancers and help patients understand if they have cancer or are they at risk of um, getting cancer. Right. Oh, yeah, that's that's interesting. So, in fact, uh, like the Galeri test by Illumina, so I think that can detect more than 50 cancer types at once. So that would be a multi-cancer screening panel, right? And then... Um, yeah. That's that's one of them. There are several similar such panels uh, which have many genes and not just one um, cancer. So some panels have an opportunity to club a specific set of cancers and try to detect them. So that's the uh, uniqueness of the multi-cancer screening. Yeah, right. That's interesting. So uh, what are the factors that are influencing the growth of this multi-cancer screening market, according to you? Um, you know, there are several growth uh, factors that you can attribute to, but the first thing that comes to my mind if I think about the growth is the increasing cancer prevalence. So I think it's one of the leading causes uh, of deaths worldwide, and it is expected to continue to raise due to the aging population, um, lifestyle factors, and uh, environmental exposures. So um, just to give you a brief thought, I think some of the significant types of cancers that are are uh, tested or uh, screened in these multi-cancer screening approach are lung cancer, breast cancer, colon cancer, ovarian cancer, pancreatic and prostate cancer. So lung cancer is one of the common ones, uh, which is the leading um, causes of deaths worldwide in cancers and usually gets diagnosed in advanced stages. Uh, Similarly, breast cancer is one of the common factors uh, affecting women. So um, mutations like BRCA1 and BRCA2 are some of the significant ones that are uh, uh, tested in the multi-cancer screening to identify and see if the patient has cancer. And similarly for colon cancer, genes such as APC or CRAS mutations are used. Um, and in case of ovarian cancer, a protein is used instead of genes. So there are multiple types of things that are considered. So that's one of the um, leading 
um, first leading factor that I could think of. And the second thing is uh, raising awareness of early detection of cancer. So it is uh, critical to improving the patient's outcomes, right? So, and it can also reduce the healthcare costs if, uh, if you know, patient gets to know they have a possibility of being, um, you know, experiencing cancer or getting cancer, or if they are already in stage one or stage two. So if they're in stage one or stage two, I think it's um, it's easy to treat, and there is opportunity to provide better health uh, treatments so that they don't have to um, experience significant impact and on their health because of the uh, advanced progression. So that's the second thing that I can think of. And the third thing is um, the advances in cancer genomics and the overall technology. So it has definitely enabled the development of new biomarkers and screening tests that are more sensitive, um, specific, and also cost-effective than the traditional methods. So these advancements in the technologies have also led to the development um, of tests like liquid biopsy tests and multi-omics approach um, that can integrate multiple types of data to improve the accuracy of cancer detection. Um, the, the other two things that I can think of is the aging population. You know, as people are getting older, uh, they are known to have higher risk for cancer and uh, identifying cancer in early stage is more important because if they progress um, um, to the advanced stages, it might be difficult for them to uh, bear the treatment like chemotherapy and other radiotherapy techniques. So I think um, if it's possible to detect the cancer early in these aging population, I think that's a significant advantage um, or the factor that is responsible for the growth of this overall market. And the last thing that I can think of is the demand for personalized medicines and targeted therapies that are revolutionizing the overall cancer treatments. And um, early detection of the cancer uh, will be definitely helpful in providing personalized medication and um, targeted therapy to patients. So they'll have a better outcomes and not have to go through other uh, uh, treatments like chemotherapy or radiotherapy. So I think these are the significant factors that I can think of that are uh, you know, responsible for the overall growth of the multi-cancer screening market. Yeah, that's actually interesting. So like you mentioned, early detection of cancer. I think that is a very valid point because uh, when cancers are detected at an early age, for example, at stage one or two, the survival rate is, of course, higher than as compared to when they're detected at stage mm -hmm. four. Till then, nothing much can be done. There aren't many treatments then. Yeah, that, that's actually a good valid point. Also, uh, the trends like liquid biopsy that you mentioned, that's also very popular now. And because of that, multi-cancer sc screening in general has become uh, a non-invasive procedure and can be done as uh, quickly as possible because with tissue biopsy, taking tissue samples was a hard thing. So liquid biopsy is, of course, revolu revolutionizing that and screening is becoming easier. So uh, that is, I think that is a big trend in multi-cancer screening. Uh, are there yep. other trends like these that are also influencing the uh, multi-cancer screening markets? Uh, trends like uh, the new uh, discovery of uh, biomarkers, for example, that is uh, revolutionizing, disrupting the multi-cancer screening market right now. Yeah, um, I think uh, along with the liquid biopsy test, like you mentioned, uh, which is one of the significant um, impacting approach, 
Um, there is um, the other things like um, multi-omics approach, which is mainly about integrating multiple types of data, such as genomics, proteomics, and metabolomics, which uh, which are uh, which are helpful in improving the overall accuracy of cancer screening and also early detection. So the main um, benefit of this multi-omics approach is that it can improve the sensitivity and specificity of the existing screening tests. So they mainly use the um, data that's generated from the liquid biopsy tests as companies gather large amounts of these data they can run a significant amount of uh, uh, analytics and they can generate uh, data to identify potential biomarkers that can be clubbed with existing um, biomarkers which are more specific for detecting a single type of cancer and um, if a patient is experiencing you know uh, has a gene or protein expression which might be associated with some of those cancers, I think these multi-omics approach can help in detecting them. And uh, the other uh, important trend that I can think of is the artificial intelligence and machine learning to analyze large amounts of data. So like I just said, the multi-omics approach and the liquid biopsy test is already generating a significant amount of data in, um, in the form of sequencing. Uh, incorporating these uh, intelligent AI models and machine learning models uh, on these data can provide a significant um, shift and advantage for the companies to analyze the data and identify any patterns um, and also new biomarkers that might be associated with cancer. And they can further test that in the labs and uh, confirm that if those biomarkers can be used in the uh, screening approach. So uh, apart from these two, the other angle that I can think of is using the electronic health records. So uh, patients' medical history or demographics or uh, risk factors such as, and also the day-to-day -day activities. So these are some of the things that uh, that can be incorporated while monitoring the patients. You know, for example, we use the uh, latest uh, gadgets or wearable devices, which have um, a signif significant amount of day-to-day uh, -day health data that's generated. Um, several companies are using these integrated approach to understand if there is any uh, pattern or trend that they can come across, which might be leading to um, cancer. So that's one of the significant shift which might be seen in uh, future in, in coming days uh, in the market. Okay, yeah, that's actually interesting. You like you mentioned biomarkers being discovered with AI and ML. So can you just explain a little bit more about that, how that's influencing biomarker discovery? Because I think biomarkers is a bigger, a bigger factor in multi-cancer screening, right? Because it is screened according to different biomarkers. Most of the cancers are screened through biomarkers. So can you just explain a little bit about that? So, so let's say, um, uh, you know, a company offers tests, right? So uh, yeah. what happens is the test when the tests are offered and uh, people um, take the tests and they get the results. So the tests might have been conducted for a specific type of cancer, and um, there might be a specific set of biomarkers that are offered, and um, th there is a data that's generated from that test, right? You know, let's say let's just consider the uh, sequencing method that's incorporated in these tests. So it, the sequencing method usually generates um, a, a, whole, a whole sequence of the patient. And uh, you'll see the data of a person's genomic data that you'll have on hand. And uh, what, what companies can do is they can combine all these large amounts of data 
and uh, they can see what are the genetic mutations that they're seeing um, and what are the different kinds of uh, protein expressions that they're coming across in um, in, in the patients, you know, they can just, they don't have to go through individual patients. They can just club them all, let's say 50, 100 patients about the tests, 100 patients, data is generated. So they can just club them all and then see what's the trend. So let's say they offered 10 uh, biomarkers in the panel and they're trying to identify the 10 in these 100 tests, 100 uh, data points. And along with that, you know, there might be some researchers which identify additional five biomarkers and uh, down the road, since they have the data, they can uh, apply these five, five biomarker sequences. You know, uh, you, you might know that uh, these biomarkers have the digital format, like I think FASTA format or other kinds of format that you can use to, mm -hmm. to check if, the, um, if those genes, uh, gene expressions are found in some of these data points. So if there are significant amount of data points that are highlighting these five biomarkers that are identified in the new research, uh, they can use that and try to understand if there is cancer or if there is any, um, if, if those five biomarkers are truly um, causing any kind of cancers. So I'm just giving 100 example because that was the easy number, but consider, you know, there is such a huge population and there are so many tests being bought so it's going to be significantly uh, difficult to um, do all these data analysis just by few individuals. Um, it's going to require a huge amount of team. So you need to automate some um, things in these data analysis. And I think that's where the artificial intelligence and machine learning is going to come in and will be able to handle a significant amount of data and um, provide more accurate research by running the data analysis uh, often. So you can have certain time points at which the analysis can be run and uh, they'll be able to identify some patterns, if not just directly biomarkers. And those patterns can definitely lead to a biomarker identification, which might be causing the cancer. Okay, and uh, so each cancer type probably has a different biomarker. And so with these multi-cancer screening tests, then you are uh, looking for multiple biomarker types for each cancer all at once, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, that's that's one way. So let's say there is a panel which offers 72 uh, mutations that can be detected through it. So um, th that's just a random number. That, that that doesn't mean that all those are associated with one, one single cancer. So they could be with multiple cancers uh, put in together in one panel and just the data that you generate um, through the sequencing method or other techniques can help in identifying uh, and trying to match if you have any of these mutations in your genes and kind of uh, imply that there is a potential, there is a probability that you might have cancer or you are at risk of getting cancer. Okay, okay. So yeah, that's interesting. So this technology can of course revolutionize this entire the way we look at cancer actually but uh are there any challenges that are coming across in multi-cancer screening and why is it not adopt being adopted as much as it should be since it's such a good technology right now uh that's definitely a great question you know, like you might have come across since you're in the um, science field you might have definitely heard of the significant time that it to uh, bring a drug to the market. So you might have heard about all the multiple phases of clinical trials that needs to be conducted to bring a drug to the market. So similarly, um, even the multi-cancer screenings have uh, challenges. And one 
biggest challenge that I can think of is the regulatory challenge. So each of the companies which are working on these uh, new screening tests will have to perform their R&D um, and then uh, confirm or prove that the tests that they're conducting are sensitive and specific in identifying the cancer um, for for a specific patient. So I think that's one of the significant things. So they, they just cannot do with one patient. They'll have to do uh, prove it multiple times with multiple forms of uh, clinical trials or testing. And they need to use those data points and, and then take it to the uh, regulatory authorities and show them that this is, these are the data points that we have gathered through our technique. And this is the standardized testing approach that we've used uh, in, a, in, in all our testings. So that is the biggest challenge that I can think of because it takes time to generate all these data points and standardize the tests and um, and then get the regulatory approval. Um, and then the next challenge that comes is the data privacy concern. So like we just discussed about the data that gets generated and all the AI models that we can think of applying. So that's when, since it's patient data and it generates um, information related to the genomic um, profile of a of an individual, it's definitely a sensitive health information. So companies must ensure that the patient data is handled and stored securely in um, accordance to data regulations such as GDPR, which has strict guidelines about how you need to handle the patient data and how it needs to be uh, de-identified to not identify a uh, the association with a specific patient and how you need to store it and all that. Then after this comes the ethical considerations. So when multi-cancer screening tests um, are done, they can definitely have implications on uh, physiological well-being of patients. You know, patients might experience anxiety, stress, or other physiological effects as a result of the screening. So since there is a risk of false positive results, which can lead to unnecessary follow-ups of testing or treatment, the companies need to ensure that their tests are very, very um, accurate and provide the specific information so that the patient doesn't uh, have these physiological effects. And um, it is also important um, to note about the cost. So who's going to pay up for these um, for these uh, multi-cancer multi screening tests? So that's when the insurance reimbursement comes into a picture. So reimbursement is actually a significant challenge um, in, in several countries. So uh, it's very complex and it varies by each country. So a specific set of team needs to be working on each of the with with each of the regulatory authorities or insurance reimbursement teams in those countries, and they need to figure out how they will reimburse it. Will they reimburse it partially, or will they reimburse it fully, or are they not going to reimburse it because it's a new test um, and a new technology and things of that sort? So that's one of the significant challenge that uh, the companies have to keep in mind when they are commercializing because it it um, they they bear some kind of cost right so they need to make sure that they they are getting paid and their team is getting paid to do um, the tests so i think these are some of the challenges that i can think of um, you know that will be a hurdle for the multi cancer screening yeah that actually makes sense yeah so uh, once we can just overcome these challenges, then um, multi-cancer screening can obviously change the way we look at cancer right now. If cancer can be detected, screened earlier, then of course there would be less cancer deaths and that would just revolutionize the field completely. Right. Um, so what do you think uh, is, uh, what do you think uh, is the evolving trend with multi-cancer screening? How will the market look like in the, in say five years from now? 
with this multi cancer screening um, becoming more popular here. Yeah, I think uh, it definitely has gained significant attention um, over the past decade, and uh, there is a strong potential like you highlighted, and um, it has also definitely helped several patients in getting treatment sooner. And um, I think um, the some of the uh, things that I can think of is the advancement in technology, like I mentioned, the next generation sequencing, the liquid biopsy test, and also the new thing of imaging techniques. So these three. Uh, these three advancements in technology um, can definitely have a strong impact on the demand because they will be in increasing the um, sensitivity and specificity of cancer screening tests. So it makes it um, it, it makes it more cost effective and uh, more affordable to patients, so they can um, have access to wider range of cancer screening tests and understand if they are at risk of getting cancers. So that's one thing that I can think of as the evolving evolving demand scenario. And uh, the other aspect that you can keep in mind is the advancement in personalized medicine. So since that area is also evolving, um, there is a possibility that the treatments can be tailored to specific individuals and uh, they can have a precision cancer screening. So that will definitely help in identifying specific biomarkers to um, an individual's risk of developing cancer and also providing a specific tailored treatment. That'll help in identifying if they are at risk of getting cancer or are they uh, having cancer. And then the next thing that I can think of is how the COVID-19 pandemic played a role in uh, cancer screening. So since there were several restrictions, not many people were able to get access to healthcare, and I don't think um, many people were able to get screened or tested if they were experiencing any symptoms um, um, or if they had cancer. So th th there might be many patients who are left uh, undiagnosed. So I think that's a specific, uh, specific area that you can think of where there is a need for test kits which are similar to COVID test kits, where you just use the, um, use the swab and then take the saliva and put it in the container and send it across and the companies can do the testing and they can let you know if you are at risk or if you have cancer. So that will definitely change the um, overall approach of uh, getting screened to cancers. The patients might not have to go to the hospitals. They can do it at home. So there will be that. Um, they, they, they'll not have that thought in their mind that they're going for cancer screening. It can just be general um, test kind of thing. So I think that will definitely be playing a significant role in um, the evolving demand scenario for multi-cancer screening. Right, right. Yeah, so that was very interesting. Um, Anything else related to multi-cancer screening, how it's going to come up in the upcoming years uh, that you can add? Um, I think, uh, you know, multi-cancer screening uh, is expected to continue to, do, to grow in coming years. And um, it, it's, it's going to be coupled with the technological advancements and also growing demand for early detection. So it's, yeah. I think it's safe to say that the market will be projected to be worth billions of dollars in the next decade. Um, and also the liquid biopsy tests and multiomics approach will play a significant role in um, in contributing to the multi-cancer screening market. However, some things that um, the companies and everyone need to keep in mind is the regulatory challenge, the reimbursement challenge, and also the ethical considerations that can hamper the growth. So if those hurdles are met, I think the um, the multi-cancer screening will have a significant impact on the market. And um, the, also the other thing that uh, we need to 
consider is uh, how the government and healthcare providers are increasingly investing in cancer screening programs. So they're trying to uh, find ways to make it more cost effective uh, and to reduce the burden of cancer and also improve the patient outcomes. And I believe some of the healthcare providers or doctors are already in discussion with patients to uh, to make them more informed about how the multi-cancer screening can help them um, identify the risks. So that kind of reduces the uh, the tension that the patients might have. And uh, also because of a lot of information um, and the internet availability, um, people are becoming more aware of cancer risk and they are understanding what will be the impact um, if they if they get cancer. So uh, they are using the multi-cancer screening tests to understand their risk and they are managing their health and changing their health habits. So this is a significant shift in the mindset of people. Um, so they'll be more aware of how they need to take care of their health and make it better um, and have a best lifestyle. So I think these are some of the things that I can think of um, as the as the additional things or factors that can have a significant impact on the multi-cancer screening market in the next decade. Yeah, that's actually very interesting. Thank you so much, Siddharth, for sharing such valuable insights uh, in our uh, in our podcast today. Uh, this is this has made our understanding of multi-cancer screening a lot clearer, clearer, and I bet the has interested the listeners as well. So thank you for tuning in and listening to Deep Tech Talk, a tech podcast by BIS Research. In case you wish to know more about different industries, do wish visit our website bisresearch.com and read through the different market intelligence studies that have been published by us across industries. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow us on Spotify and Amazon Music. Thank you.